and welcome to the podcast version of COS Live, a weekly program keeping you up to date on the Article 5 movement working to reclaim liberty in America. You can watch the original live broadcasts on Convention of States Rumble, YouTube, Facebook, and X. And now, here's COS Live. Hello, CO supporters. Welcome back to another edition of COS Live. My name is Andrew Lush. I'll be your host. And of course, I am joined with Rita Peters, who's my co-host, but she's also the Senior Vice President for Legislative Affairs. Rita, it has been several weeks since I've been with you. Great to be back. How are you doing? I am doing great, Andrew. And producer G and I have really missed you. So welcome back to your regular hosting duty. I'm sure our viewers have missed you too. And um, love to get some comments from those of you watching today. If you have you know, a comment about how happy you are to see Andrew back, feel free to let us know. Also, if you have a question or something you would like to have featured on a future episode for RCUS Mailbag, the way to do that is to post a comment. Well, Rita, the feeling is definitely mutual. I missed you, Mr. Producer G, and of course, I missed our audience. Happy to be back. And Rita, I'm really happy because this is our favorite time of the year right now. It is Constitution Week. We had Article 5 Day last week, which was really exciting. You know, it's kind of a big thing in our organization, thanks to Colonel George Mason, who helped get Article 5 introduced, or the second provision of Article 5 introduced into the Constitution So we have a lot to uh, celebrate with Article 5 Day passing. We had uh, the signing of the Constitution. Constitution Day just passed on Sunday. And now it is Constitution Week, so the celebration continues. We have a jam-packed, very exciting episode, Rita, that we're going to share with our audience. Unfortunately, we don't have our guest today, Eric Burleson. Unfortunately, something came up and he was not able to make this program. But we're going to have him next week, Rita, which is really exciting. So our guest should be waiting in anticipation for that interview, we're going to be talking about how he helped Missouri pass the COS resolution, making COS the 12th state to join the Convention of States movement. So we'll be talking with him next week, which is really, really exciting. Uh, Rita, unfortunately, our guests are stuck with us today, uh, but we have a few tricks up our sleeves. Uh, We're going to get to our Article 5, or I'm sorry, we're going to get to, yes, the Article 5 trivia giveaway with COS uh, Vice President Mike Ruthenberg. We also are going to do the COS uh, now with producer G. We have a Crossroads video because your show, Crossroads, is coming back this Thursday. Took a a slight hiatus over the summer, uh, but you're coming back. And so that's really exciting. We'll talk about that. And then, of course, we have a secret video that producer G has waiting in the wings. We both don't know what it is. We're really excited to to view it. We're going to be reacting to that with our audience because we haven't seen it yet. So that is really exciting. Uh, A lot to get to, Rita. So before we get to any of those great things, let's go over to Mike Ruthenberg, who has our Article 5 Trivia Giveaway question. Mike, over to you. Thank you, Andrew, and welcome back. I'm so excited to see you back, and what a great time to be back for the Constitution Week celebration, and what a great time to be here, what a great time to be talking about the Constitution, especially Article 5, and I'm so glad to be able to bring a trivia question that's related to this in this wonderful Constitution Week. And one of the things I'm going to give away today, instead of the cool COS ball cap, instead of a really wonderful Faith Over Fear shirt, which you can see I wear quite a bit. I'm going to give away a 10-pack of our 
COS constitutions, pocket constitutions. What a better time. What better time is there than to get a 10 pack of our constitutions? If you win them, great. They're so inexpensive in the store that even if you don't win them, you should go to shopconventionestates.com. Right now is a great time to be promoting the constitution, to be putting it right in front of people, let people keep it in their shirt pocket, their back pocket, in their purse, in their bag, in their backpack, whatever it is, because then you can refer to it. It's amazing, amazing what's in that constitution that so many people don't know. So here's our question today. And it's, uh, it's real simple. Why? According to what our founding fathers put in the Declaration of Independence, are governments instituted? Why are governments instituted? In other words, why form a constitution at all? That's my question. Go ahead and answer that. I hope you're the one. Remember, it can be done pretty briefly, but reach out, think about it. If not, go to your Declaration of Independence. It's a great reason to read it, to find out why, why on earth uh, governments are instituted. Uh, so anyway, I'm going to come back a little bit later, give you the answer to that. In the meantime, I'm going to turn it over to Andrew and Rita, and they're going to put on a fantastic show today. Back to you, Andrew. Thanks, Mike. Well, it's that time again to see some history being made. Producer G, please play the COS now. The Convention of States movement is starting to turn some heads inside the Beltway, positively from the Heritage Foundation and Speaker Kevin McCarthy, with some negative coverage from the Washington Post. We'll start with what Kevin McCarthy said in an interview on Mark Levin's radio program. McCarthy admitted that his colleagues in Congress did not want term limits or a balanced budget, and that only an Article 5 convention could realistically make those kind of reforms. And I don't see Congress voting to limit its terms, because the only way you can do that is convention of states. You're not going to be able to do it through Congress. Yeah, with Article 5 of the U.S. Constitution. gives the Article 5. The do, you, do you support that? Convention of states. I support it. I support it 100%. And the argument that Matt says that I haven't brought him up yet, I let the committee, the members, do their work. It hasn't come out of committee yet. So why can't I bring it to the floor? And if you really support term limits and balanced budget, you want to amend the Constitution, you're not going to get it through Congress. It has to be Article 5, the second method of amending the Constitution, correct? Correct. It only takes 34 states to call the convention and 38 yeah. to ratify any amendments that are proposed. This is why there's a big movement on the Articles um, 5 for a convention. Mitch McConnell, your thoughts? Meanwhile, Heritage Foundation President Dr. Kevin Roberts appeared on the latest edition of COS at Home to share his thoughts on attending last month's simulated Article 5 convention. That is a direct result of, of that simulation that we're going to be really supportive of your effort moving forward beyond just my own personal support, but the institutional support of Heritage and, and, and all of our own supporters. That simulation is, is tremendous. Another day, another hit piece from the establishment media against Convention of States. This time it was the Washington Post attacking Convention of States co-founder Michael Ferris for his lifelong fight for parental rights. Super spooky stuff. On the lighter side, the COS store is now Article 5 Outfitters. You can get your swag at conventionofstates.com forward slash store to get great deals on American-made swag that gets the word out there about the constitutional solution that's as big as the problem. Recently, COS President Mark Meckler attended the Massachusetts team's capital event, as well as a town hall in Arkansas. Educational town halls are happening everywhere, including New York and Virginia. And here are some of the latest photos from across the United States of everyday Americans spreading the word about Article 5. Join your state team and share the petition at conventionofstates.com. 
And now you're up to date with Convention of States. Thank you, Producer G, for that excellent montage. Rita, there was a lot in that segment. What was your favorite moment? What do you want to comment on? Well, first of all, I have to say, Producer G always makes me laugh <laughs> with his um, little pithy commentary on the CS Now video. Um, yeah, he always makes me laugh. But, you know, a couple of things. First of all, I love having Mark Levin, you know, remind the nation that Article 5 Convention of States process is absolutely indispensable. And right now is when the nation needs to use it to rein in an out of control federal government. And I love when he just gets to talking about, you know, Congress isn't going to reform itself. And the founders knew that, which is why they gave us this whole second process in Article 5. So I love hearing him um, talk to McCarthy about that. Love hearing about McCarthy's enthusiastic support. Um, what did you think of that, Andrew? Uh, I agree with you completely. And you said uh, Mark Levin was was you know talking about how Congress is not going to reform itself. Well, apparently, Speaker McCarthy knows this too. He realizes that Congress is not going to implement term limits. Uh, it's unlikely to do some type of balanced budget amendment, unlikely to do some type of amendment, well, extremely unlikely, some type of amendment that would restrain Congress's power. Because he he sees the writing on the wall. He sees that Congress doesn't have an interest in, in, uh, in, in doing these things. That's why our movement has grown so much over the last 10 years. That's why we're at 19 states that have passed the COS resolution. That's why we have several states that are looking like they could pass next year. Each mm -hmm. year that passes... We, the American people see more and more that the our, our, our elected officials are they don't have an interest in solving the big issues. They would rather argue with each other over the small issues, the things that are really that lack any substance. So yeah. I'm glad that Mark Levin was really uh, putting uh, Speaker McCarthy on the spot and getting him to commit to the fact that yes, this can only be solved through a convention of states. The people working through their state legislatures. That's the way that we solve the uh, debt issues that we have, the term limit or the term, uh, the terms of offices and, and people becoming career politicians. And of course, uh, issues of jurisdiction and power that has to be solved with the people working through their state legislatures. So yeah. I, again, we gotta give a shout out to, to, uh, uh, to producer G because he just has a, he's really gifted when it comes to putting these montages together and adding a little bit of humor. I did like, uh, uh, Mitch McConnell and the crickets. That was pretty funny because we know that he's not one who wants term limits or reduction of power from Congress. We know that he's completely against uh, right. reigning the power and the scope of the federal government. Yeah, and that's right, Andrew. But on the other hand, I wanted to mention we are seeing more and more um, patriots who have spent time in Congress now coming forward to say, yes, we need the states to use their Article 5 power. Senator Rick Santorum, who is now senior advisor for Convention of States, devoting this time in his career to making this happen because he's been in the belly of the beast and he knows that that's what is required. Before him, you know, our late 
amazing friend and patriot, um, Senator Tom Coburn, doing the same thing, devoted the last part of his life to this movement because he knew how desperately the nation needed it. Um, Senator Jim DeMint, next week we're going to talk to Burleson from Missouri. You know, and I, the list goes on and on. I've only just touched a few. Um, but more and more, we're seeing those who have been in Congress and see firsthand the situation there come forward and say, yes, states, it's time to use your power under Article 5. Um, also wanted to just touch briefly, Andrew, on the Washington Post hit piece on Michael Ferris. And yes, I know it was certainly intended to be a hit piece. Um, but frankly, I read the thing and thought, this is a beautiful tribute to Michael Ferris, who is a hero for Americans who, you know, care about parental rights, care about any of their fundamental civil liberties. Um, just, you know, the, the fact that the Washington Post is upset because Mike Ferris has made parental rights a rallying cry. You know, it's kind of, and, and producer G um, had a had a little laugh about that as well, I noticed. But, you know, it was in fact a beautiful tribute. I would follow Michael Ferris into any battle. So proud to work with him and so proud to have him also as a senior advisor for Convention of States. All right, Rita. Well, we have another episode of Crossroads that's coming up on Thursday. I'd love to play a, a clip that producer G put together, and then we can talk about Crossroads coming back in just a moment. So, you know, when I think back on um, my education, you know, back in middle school, high school, when I learned about the Constitution, the the things that I remember from back then that I think, you know, most Americans would say are the defining features would be enumerated powers, which Mike, you've already hit on, and then separation of powers and checks and balances. So we've talked about enumeration of powers. Um, talk to me a little bit about the separation of powers and checks and balances. Maybe one of you could take each of those and, and talk about why, why they're important. Mike, we'll have you go first. Well, the separation of powers doctrine is designed, again, to protect liberty. And it's, it's the idea that uh, um, the same theme, nobody wants to give sinful people too much power. And so um, the, the president, the executive branch, is supposed to have the power to enforce law, but not make the law. Now, obviously, that's a real issue today with executive orders and all manner of other executive kinds of orders. They have a, a variety there. Like there's six specific names that they use for various kinds of executive orders, regulations, and so on. But the idea is all the same. Is Some branch of the executive uh, group of government is making law. And that's not supposed to be the way. It's the, the, the separation of powers is a key feature of limiting power, which is a key goal of protecting our liberties. Mm -hmm. Mark, what about checks and balances? Yeah, so by creating three separate branches of government, what the framers gave us was the ability to balance power, uh, power against power, essentially. 
courts can limit the legislative and the executive. Obviously, the legislative has the power and should have the only power to pass laws. That is a representative body, especially when you're dealing with the House of Representatives, the People's House. They directly represent the people of the United States of America in that check and balance between the courts and then the executive. The executive's job, the executive branch's job, is to faithfully execute the laws as passed by Congress. So having those three branches offset against each other and balancing each other out in a check and balance system was a great design for our system of government. There's also one more, which is uh, federalism, the balance of power, the check and balance provided between the states and the federal government. The states themselves are bound by the provisions of the United States Constitution, so that limits the exercise of state power. We have the supremacy clause in the Constitution, which says that that is the supreme law of the land and that the states may not violate that law. But then we also have the ability for the states to check the federal government. Tenth Amendment is one of the things that was intended to do that. That's been largely, unfortunately, the courts have removed the power of the states. We need to restore that. But also Article 5, and we talk about this a lot, obviously, because it's what we do every day for a living, which is the ability of the states to propose amendments and, and then ratify amendments to restrain federal overreach. That's sort of the ultimate check and balance. Yeah, absolutely. And it's one that most people, I think, don't think of when they're thinking about checks and balances, but Article 5 contains maybe the most important check on the power of government, and that is the constitutional amendment process. Well, Rita, this is a preview of an episode that's coming up. It's going to be uh, coming up this Thursday, I believe. And so this is a conversation between you, Mike Ferris, and of course, our uh, COS president, Mark Meckler. Uh, all three of you are constitutional scholars. So uh, it's great that our audience will be able to get a uh, a real uh, kind of deep understanding of what seems like uh, federalism and then checks and balances and separation of powers and why the founding fathers uh, developed uh, these these ideas and put them within our founding documents. Can you just comment a little bit on on why Crossroads maybe stopped for a little bit and like why it's rebooting and what you expect uh, as you reboot Crossroads again? And start getting into these really, you know, high-thinking ideas, and um, and really start delving into um, things that are related to our movement and growing our movement. Sure. Well, we did take a little bit of a break from Crossroads over the summer. Um, partly because of summer travel schedules and vacations, but also, frankly, because um, working on the simulated convention required so much of my time and attention. I really just didn't have the bandwidth to <clears throat> planning new Crossroads episodes over the summer. So I'm really excited to be getting back into it. Mark Meckler, is my co-host for most of the programs. Um, you all, I'm sure, know that he travels a lot. So sometimes I, you know, host solo and just interview a guest. But Mark co-hosts with me anytime he can. And this first sort of kickoff program for the new season of Crossroads um, was really an honor of, you know, Constitution Week. And I wanted to explore this topic of why is our U.S. Constitution worthy of celebration? You know, why should we spend a week thinking about and celebrating our Constitution? What makes it special? What makes it unique? So 
if you're looking for sort of a 30-minute crash course on the Constitution with a few constitutional lawyers, um, this Crossroads episode is the one for you. But, you know, really, Andrew, the whole title of the program is Crossroads, Where Faith and Culture Meet. So with this program, it's not every week that we talk about Convention of States specifically. Um, we talk about a lot of other issues that are, you know, sort of hot button, often controversial issues in our culture, in our society. Um, most of the time they do involve issues of public policy. And Mark and I are interested in exploring those, you know, current hot button controversial issues and particularly public policy issues um, from a Christian background because our faith informs everything that we do. So, you know, this program might not be for everyone, but I'd encourage you to check it out, give it a listen, especially this Constitution Week um, program and you know, Mark and Mike both give their thoughts at the end on how we should be celebrating or honoring or commemorating Constitution Week. So I hope y'all will um, check it out. I hope you like it. And, you know, let us know if you like it, share it. Absolutely. I love that uh, blending faith and culture. As we've heard many times, uh, politics is downstream from culture, so it's it's important to talk about. It. And I just love that you, Mark, and COS generally, we're not afraid to have these these tough conversations and talk about culture and get in the cultural battle because that's where it is. And uh, we can't separate the two. They, that's right. They, they are they are both uh, part of the same equation. So I'm glad that you're all talking about that. Uh, so for our audience, you can tune in. Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern time for the premiere of the new episode. Uh, Rita's going to be with Mark and uh, with Mike Ferris. So it'll be a really, really good episode. Uh, from what we saw from that two, three minute clip, it's going to be very educational and very in-depth. So I'm excited about that. We have Rita. We have one more video to show our audience. Producer G has put together a two minute video, a surprise, a special treat for us and for the audience. So Producer G, please play that video. Well, this is the only nation in the history of the world that stands for the proposition that the people are sovereign. Stand up and say, no, we won't stand for a despotic government. The Founding Fathers gave the states this process to use as a check and balance. But one provision has never been used, and that's our Article 5 Convention. And that's really why we're here, to see if that can work. This simulation is going to, I think, reinforce everything that's good about the Convention of States movement. Showing how the process would work. So we can come prepared to a convention and go to work. We have delegates coming in from all over the country, from 49 of the 50 states. That shows the states are willing to come together to reunite the United States. Washington, D.C. is broken in many instances. Doesn't matter if they drive the machine to the left or drive the machine to the right, the machine is blowing smoke. It doesn't matter if you're Democrat or Independent or Republican, you know there's a problem. It's the entrenched cabal, if you will, of power in Congress. We've got to break up that power center. We need term limits. We've got to protect the people of the nation, the citizens, their liberty. Taking an ax to the root of the administrative state. These are folks who, who understand what's at stake in the country. People rise above the everyday. Be a statesman, not a politician. Discussion was fabulous. The wisdom of the entire group really showed. It was thoughtful. I think they realized the potential. A nation shaping, generational changing, 
kind of activity. Our founders truly were brilliant. To see that thing that was created by our founding fathers and not yet used, and to actually see it start to bloom a little bit. We do have the opportunity to unleash economic, environmental, and constitutional renaissance in the United States. I don't think there's a time that's more important than now. I think it's time. I think it's doable. I think we should do it, and I think we can do it. Get serious. To start holding the federal legislature accountable. We can provide real, lasting change and benefit to our nation as a result. Gives people hope that there is a solution to the massive problems that we're facing. I consider this the most important work that we can be doing in the United States, where we can actually do something I think once you get involved and you start seeing the processes and the people involved, it becomes a, a, a no-brainer. We are simply using the Constitution to save the Republic. This is our time. Wait and see. It's, it's going to be fun. Wow, Rita. Uh, hats off to producer Gian's entire team for putting together that video. Incredible. Uh, man, that took me right back. Uh, and boy, just... it. it made me made my it made my skin tingle just thinking about being back in colonial williamsburg what about for you and what was you know maybe recap your experience or something like that uh you know as you were watching that video yeah well it gave me chills again and i warned producer g that he better not make me cry with this surprise video because that has happened in the past this one didn't make me cry but it gave me chills to be taken back to Colonial Williamsburg and um, view those little pieces of the simulated convention again. And I love hearing the inspiration in the voices of those commissioners and also just, you know, leaders like Michael Ferris and um, Mark Meckler, Rick Santorum, um, just love hearing their inspiration and how this process, this Article 5 convention process, gives them and others hope that yes there is a meaningful solution and you know andrew if i had to sum it up um i would say it was summed up in, well by you know some of the outtakes the the videos there but the article 5 convention for proposing amendments is a check and balance created by the founders and never yet used just think about it for a minute. You know, it's we talked about it also in Crossroads for this week for the Constitution Week program. Article 5 Convention to Propose Amendments is a check and balance given to the states to rein in the federal government, and yet it's never been used. Just let that sink in. And I think it's just obvious that, yes, we got to do this. Andrew, any other um thoughts about what you saw in that video? Yeah, just just one comment. I loved the people that were being interviewed. You know, you see their faces and they had just great little sound bites. But those are the people or those are the America's statesmen. And that's what I love because we hear all the time that there are no more statesmen anymore, that statesmen were part of the founding era and they've long they're long gone now. But that's not true. The statesmen are at the local and the state level. And those were some of the faces of America's statesmen. And you, you know that they're American statesmen because one, they would never claim to be statesmen. And two, they're not in the media 24 seven. You know, they're, they're behind the scenes working in their community, working with the people to, to actually change and actually solve the issues that are glaring us right in the face right now. And they're putting it all on the line. And in my book, that makes you a statesman. If you're willing to put it all on the line, you're not willing to take any credit 
and you're willing to do the hard work that no one else is willing to do. And you're willing to do it with the courage and character. And that's what yeah. all of those people did. And especially the ones that were being that were being interviewed. That's a little taste of America's statesman right there. So I love it. Thank you, Producer G, for putting that together. Uh, we're running out of time very quickly, Rita. We still have to get to the Article 5 trivia giveaway. So let's go over to Mike Ruthenberg, who has the answer for our Article 5 trivia giveaway. Mike, back to you. Thank you so much, Andrew and Rita. It's great to see you guys together again. I'm sure everybody's really excited to have heard a lot of the things that you brought up. There's always something new to learn, especially when you have those two that are hosting this great show. And I'm going to give you the answer to our trivia question from earlier today. And if you recall, the prize was a 10-pack of our COS pocket constitution. It has the Declaration of Independence. It has the amendments, not to mention the full text of the constitution, really handy to keep around. It's certainly something that all of us should know, should be taught in school, should be taught by families. It's a great thing to have. If you don't win, just go to shopconventionofstates.com and pick up a 10-pack, pick up a 25-pack of those pocket constitutions. They're very inexpensive, just slightly over a buck a piece, and you can hand them out and give them to people who aren't so familiar with our constitution. It's amazing how enlightening it is to read that constitution. So our question for trivia today was why, according to what our founding fathers put in the Declaration of Independence, our governments instituted, why our governments instituted? And in other words, why a constitution? Well, the answer is to secure these rights. What are these rights? Well, we hold, this is straight from our Declaration of Independence, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these rights are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governance, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it and to institute new government laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. And let's see here. I'm going to move this a little bit. You can see over my shoulder. Oh, I don't need to move it right there. Let's see. I can't really point. There it is. There's our Declaration of Independence right there hanging on my wall. I do walk over to it and read it quite often. It's fun to have there. Remember, Article 5 is the embodiment. Many of you know this because you're here, you're great uh, supporters of the Convention States Project. Article 5 is the embodiment of the clause, the right of the people to alter, with the goal of protecting the liberties of the people. And I'm asking, have you read the Constitution? Have you read one of these? I'm not going to read the whole thing today for you, just Article 5. But I encourage you to read the whole thing by ordering our pocket constitution at Shop Convention of States. Open it up. You probably have it. Maybe you can Google it. Easy peasy to find. Here's our favorite version of uh, the constitution, or at least our favorite provision that we're working on, which is Article 5. The Congress, whenever two-thirds of both houses shall deem it necessary, shall propose amendments to this constitution 
or on the application of the legislatures of two thirds of the several states shall call a convention for proposing amendments, which in either case shall be valid to all intents and purposes as part of this constitution when ratified by the legislatures of three fourths of the several states or by conventions in three fourths thereof as the one or other mode of ratification may be proposed by the Congress, provided that no amendment which may be made prior to the year 1808 shall in any manner affect the first and fourth clauses in the nice section of the first article, and that no state without its consent shall be deprived of its equal suffrage in the Senate. There's Article 5. Chances are you've heard it before. It's relatively simple. It gives we the people the power to amend this constitution the way it needs to, especially should our government become tyrannical because the other method of altering the constitution or amending the constitution likely isn't going to happen through our legislature if it's to prevent them from becoming tyrannical. So that's what I've got today. Back to you, Rita. Back to you, Andrew, to wrap up the show. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Mike. Well, we're going to sign off. Rita, we had an excellent program. We'll be back next Tuesday with our, our guest that we didn't have, unfortunately, this week. Uh, join us next Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern time for an interview with uh, Congressman Burleson of Missouri. Uh, don't forget to watch The Battle Cry with COS co-founder and President Mark Meckler. That's on Sundays at 8 p.m. Eastern time. And of course, don't miss Crossroads this Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Rita, we have a country to save though, so it's time for us to get back to work. Thank you for joining us, everyone. Thank you for listening to today's program. For information, please visit www.conventionofstates.com forward slash pod. That's www.conventionofstates.com forward slash pod.